putting on you to guide me through this because my oh, thoughts of course, are yeah. all over the place. I think I'm qualified to guide you through a 40k novel. I'm pretty sure I've collectively read 50 of them over the past 10 years. And I mean 50 thick. I don't know novels. whether that's impressive or sad. It's neither one. It's a neutral fact. <laughs> it is a figure. You're listening to First Chapters, a podcast from Grey Cat Books, with your hosts, Engineer Mike and Nina McNamara. Ever wanted to know if the first few pages of a book were good enough to continue reading? Will a book be engaging enough, or will it bore you to death? Then keep listening. The plot thickens. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of First Chapters with Engineer Mike and Nina McNamara. This is a podcast where we are not reviewing books because reviewing books has been done to death and who wants to you know hear about a book they can read themselves or you could listen <laughs> to one of the other billion of podcasts P- pretty that's much out yeah. there reviewing books also neither one of us has time to read an entire book in between each episode and we're not going to lie and said we did and then talk about it you could also subscribe to a book talk if you're into that which is a thing that exists i hear i it is and uh, i got really wrapped up into book talk like thing earlier this week drama it, yeah i mean i i don't have tiktok but i really live for the book talk tea it's really stupid oh my like God. i think i lost like 10 brain cells oh my God. like oh really quickly explain sure, what this yeah. was so I, book news we're going through this is the segment news. of the podcast where we talk about book news book news with nina here we go so there was a writer who released a book and a reviewer who reviewed her book on Goodreads, mm-hmm. gave her a four out of five star review. Put a pin in Goodreads, very important. Reviews on Goodreads is very important to the book we're talking about this week. Well, the author got really mad and got very salty about it on TikTok, book talk. Book talk. And posted like some really foul mouth. Salty language. Salty language, like used words like the F word. Mm-hmm and the sh word and, mm-hmm. and the a word and yeah, all of that which we will never use here you won't hear me say them every three minutes well it hurt the reviewers feelings mm-hmm. and i guess a bunch of people came for the author on goodreads and drove down her reviews from like a, a full five star and one four star review on goodreads mind you <laughs> Not the New York Times. Not the New York review Times. Review list. Goodreads. Like this is Goodreads. Something very innocuous. Mm-hmm. It upset the publisher, one of the big publishers, an imprint of the big publishers, mm-hmm. and, the big five. Yeah, and they dropped the book before yeah. it was and released. author. Yeah. Yeah, and but the author's like all sour grapes about it now. Like, well, haha. Guess what? I didn't even want to be published by a, a big author anyway. <laughs> sure, you didn't. I I dodged sure that didn't. bullet. <laughs> yeah. Sure so. That's that's my yep. book talk news for All right. this. Well, thank you for that. That actually leads into our book this week. If you're familiar with the site Goodreads, and if you're tuning into a book podcast, I say you've probably at least heard of the site Goodreads. If not, uh, check it out, goodreads.com. One of the oldest uh, kind of user-submitted reviewing sites. It's a social on, network for books. It kind of social network. I, I has, Without getting too into the nitty-gritty, this is not Network Effects podcast, but <laughs> I wouldn't quite call it a social network, but it is definitely a... Inside baseball. Yeah, user, user review submitted site site okay so speaking of goodreads where you know anybody can rate any book they want to in deciding which books we were going to you know use for this podcast out of my uh, long book reading history what i decided was you know pick a certain number of books out of the hundreds and hundreds of books i've got on there in my my reading list 
that like weren't just weird books that I have on there, but were, yeah. were some notable in some way. They were Hugo Award winners. They were Nebula Award winners. Perhaps they were Pulitzer Prize winners. Is that a book or is that a newspaper? That is for newspapers. Okay, we're going to and... cut that part out because <laughs> I, I'm not about the specifics of anything. All right. I'm all about the big picture. I know it's an award. All right, it's an award. There were Caldecott winners. There we go, Caldecott winners. <laughs> uh, Newberry Children's Newberry, Books yes, winners. There we go. How we decided to pick the books was to, I was going to pick a, a selection of books from the history, and uh, I was going to sort it from, by total Goodreads ratings. Mm -hmm. As in, like, what's the highest rated book? You know, because at the very least, it would be a book that was interesting at the very best it would be an actual it uh, would get a couple know. of four out of five stars there, there we go yeah no no but, but also, honestly most of the books i had on there were anywhere between three and five stars that's yeah. a typical rating you'll find that a book just because and those authors wouldn't yeah. pitch a fit on book talk most of them i have most of them are pretty cool the author authors can have their own accounts on goodreads and honestly the few kind of authors accounts i've seen on goodreads they're pretty cool people so we sorted all of the books that we selected that were going to possibly be on this podcast and by best rated to lowest rated on my list. And the top rated book with something like, it was something like 4.4 stars out of five. And I mean, not a Nebula Award winner, not a Hugo Award winner, not a Caldecott Award winner, not, not a Newbery Award winner. It happened to be one of the books in the Warhammer 40K extended universe of novels. <sighs> Which, if you know anything about that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, let me this give a little... This podcast is for you. Yeah, this. if you don't, this podcast is for you. Exactly, yeah. I don't want to get deep into the weeds of explaining 40K here. We could be here 40... a, for a week. Warhammer 40K <laughs> is a tabletop... What do you th yeah, what do you think it is? Yeah. It's yeah. a tabletop strategy game. Sort of like Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. and sort of not. Instead of playing with, like, character sheets mm -hmm. and you make pencils yeah. and you're not playing a character... You're you're actually playing with figures in and you're playing yeah, yeah in, they're, they're yeah. kind of like pre-rolled figures as yeah. part of a kind of a group of licensed ip that a company owns so it's kind of like right. dungeons and dragons that you don't make yourself kind correct of. now yeah. i want to clarify for listeners of this podcast i do not play this no you do not and no. i have observed games several times by engineer mike and several of his friends these games get vicious I wouldn't say they, that. No, 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 no. no. I've, I, they can be passionate. <laughs> passionate, not vicious. There's a difference between passion and viciousness. You have almost gotten punched in the face. I, had, no, no. Yes. Had I, no. Yes. I, I wouldn't say that. No. Uh, I beg to differ. No. I, there have been times where I have feared for my own life just being in the same vicinity as this game. <laughs> now, I, I understand there are tournaments there oh, I'm are... sure. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've attended one of those. I used to play with my cousin back when we lived, one of our last places of residence. And, you know, a game would last an entire day. It's, it's a good hour and a half of setup sometimes. Mm -hmm. Another five or six hours of playing and interspaced within actual gameplay. There are 15, 20, 25 minute long periods where you're just discussing rule books and referring to a rule very yeah. much like a kind of like liturgical conversation where you're going over the nitty-gritty points of of what the word the means in this sentence and things like that it, it gets a lot like put that. a pin in the word yeah. liturgy because i want <laughs> to bring but that up that's enough about the game yeah. so just like dungeons and dragons has been around for 40 or 50 years warhammer 40k has been around about bound around for about the same amount of time 
and has attracted a very similar but yet different kind of passionate player. The world of 40k is a dark, grim, militaristic world where Dungeons and Dragons is, you know, fantasy and wizards and stuff like that. 40k yeah. is is instead guns and tanks, that, that kind of thing. Except, you know, way in the future, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So... Like any kind of passionate, I was about to call it passionate sport, not call it a sport here, <laughs> passionate pastime, there Hobby. are there are novels written about it. You know, they started as fan fiction a long time ago, and then over time, the company that owns the IP licenses them, an extended universe is created, lots of kind of fandoms and, and existing IP have this, have the IP intellectual property has this kind of thing. And yeah. in, in the Warhammer 40k, you know, extended universe books, the books range from passable novels to actually quite good fiction. The themes of the, the novels range from fun kind of romps in a space setting to extremely, extremely dark, depressing novels of hopeless wars in which literally the only joy you get is the joy of knowing that your death may mean something in a small, small way, it being utterly inevitable. So this this book is one of them. It is the the highest rated of all the 40k novels in you know my, my Goodreads list. It is a pretty well known 40k novel called Hell's Reach, which is about a particular uh, I nearly call them a troop a troop of uh, space marines. A dandy band. Uh, yeah, a, da a dandy band of space marines in this dark, grim world called the Black Templars which are known as, even in the world of 40k novels, some of the most moody yet devoted. It's like devotion is a constant theme of these novels. Honestly, like I, I could sit here and talk about this for a week, and I'm not going to bore They are really listeners. into whatever they are doing. Yes. <laughs> so that's enough about the backstory. Nina, well, you can pick it up here about your experiences picking up this extremely well-rated 40K Ooh, novel. All right. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> you know, okay, so the very first thing I want to say is uh, this This reference may go over your head, but uh, did you you never played anything on the N64 back in the day, did you? No, I never had one. Okay, so there was a game called Star Fox 64, mm -hmm. and there was one mm. of the characters who was really devoted to the Emperor. Oh, and, oh my God. And uh, when he died, oh he was my. a bad guy. Whenever yes. he died, he would yeah. go, my emperor, I've failed you. Yeah. And like, that was kind of a meme when I was growing wow. up with my brother and I. And when I first started reading this book, all I could think about was that I, line. I can tell you for a fact, whoever was writing that was probably a 40k yeah fan. so i got through the prologue and the first chapter okay all right before i stopped all right <laughs> now sometimes when nina reads one of these books uh you'll read more than one chapter if you just feel like you may need to mm -hmm. read a few more chapters to get the kind of feel of it seeing as how you read just the first chapter of this book i think what that means is that you got everything you needed i got everything chapter. that i needed <laughs> to and i i will reveal afterward whether i i want to read more or oh yeah. yeah well as we answer our two questions at the end of the so let me yeah. let me start with the prologue. Sure, sure. Initial thoughts is the narrator because it starts off uh, first person point of view. Is this guy Batman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude needs some therapy. Everyone uh, in the forty k universe needs. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is clearly a novel for boys. It's, oh God, yes. It's oh, not God, a novel yes. for no. men. No. It's yeah. a novel for boys. No, I could almost agree with you there. Boys, boys at heart. There is no place for women in this world. No. At all. At I, all. 
No. I wrote, well, it, it's a novel written for boys to read. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. About about boys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm leading up to a theme that I want to talk yeah. about in just a second. Like I said, I've read 50 40K novels. There are no sex scenes in any of these well, books. That's, that's there are I'm no women about. really in any of these. But I do want to note that that is kind of important. Like Nina says, these are novels for boys. You're not just making kind of a no. a blanket kind of shitty statement. No, I mean, literally, I f- totally agree with you. This is a world of men doing manly things. Literally, the Space Marines themselves, the kind of core people in these books. There are no women Space Marines. But there also, are only men. I want to point out, women don't just read books for sex scenes. That's very sexist. How dare no, you? No, no, no. I said there's no sex scenes for men. Okay, yeah. but also, there's anyway. No, there's no manly sex scenes. Men can have manly sex scenes, too. Anyway, like, there are there are phrases like, okay, <laughs> battle of fire and blood, <laughs> e- <laughs> eternal crusade, which... Comes up multiple times. He describes anger like boiling poison. <laughs> and then, like, at one point, he describes uh, the other guy later on in the chapter. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ar- Eritreon. All their names. Or someone. Blend into each other yeah. for me. <laughs> no hint of emotion coloring his voice. Well, that would be that would be bad. Yeah. Can't have emotion. You're a man. Um, and then I was like, who is talking here in the prologue? What is this guy's name? And then it came to, his name is uh, Grimaldus. And I started laughing. I'm Grimaldus. Like, like, yeah, Grim, really? You're going to lean into that? I want to, I want to get to my next theme or, you know, you were talking about the themes of this yes, book. Yes, the themes are important in these books, yeah. Okay, before I jump into chapter one, the theme that, that you touched on, but I want to expand mm-hmm. upon, uh. is toxic masculinity. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. this is these are not healthy men. No, these, these are, are not, not healthy, healthy men. men. But no, also no. because these novels are written for boys. Yeah. In order to get boys to read when they're younger, mm-hmm. they have yeah. these novels have to be written like that because you know when agree, you're yeah. young. I don't know if this is your experience, but it's no. Well, the, you know my experience. Yeah. Right, but it, it's a common experience to get younger boys to read. You know, reading is is for sissies. Reading mm-hmm. is for oh, I could reading about is that. for yeah. queers. Yeah. Reading well, is for nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, so books have to be written like this. They have to be written hyper masculine, mm-hmm. very violent, oh, hyper masculine. Yes. Yes. With all of this yeah. military uh, bullshit. No, you're exactly right. No, one day we'll talk about my backstory. I don't know if I'll include this in this episode, but like how I, exactly, you say trying to get young boys to read. I never read books when I was young. Right. I did not read books until I was nearly 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was not encouraged. It was not a thing I was ever, I was ever really given a book to do, you know, to read. There wasn't a tremendous amount of books yeah. in my household growing up. You know, I just, reading was not a thing I did. And if I probably did read, it would have been one of these most likely. Yeah, and this book right here in particular, though, for an adult, I suppose, for like a fully formed human being, this book is, I would say, harmless because it's it's lore. Well, I mean, like for, for fans of the game, it's lore for, mm. you know, us literary people. It's called Mythos. Um, Ooh. It's... <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> For us, for us fully formed human beings, it's harmless. It's just, it's written funny. I, I can tell this author. I don't, who's the author? I don't think. Uh, there's there's a few very well-known authors in the kind of 40K world. This is Aaron, uh, Aaron Dembski-Bowden. Okay. Uh, him and Dan Abnett are kind of two very, very famous authors of 40K. Now, like when it comes to quality, yeah. 
their books are some of the highest quality. You can tell you can tell he's having a lot of fun writing. Oh this. yes, it's, it's, it's the, probably fun. The prose this. is yeah. not is not bad. Mm. Were you expecting it to be way worse? I was expecting <laughs> it to be way more purple. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and other than getting tripped up on like the devotion, then, yeah, the devotion, <laughs> and, and also every other word is capitalized, like the, <laughs> like. Well, they went important. to the temple. Yeah, <laughs> the, the temple. temple. With a capital T. Yes. He picked up the Crozius what was with a capital the, yeah, C. What was, what was the one, the uh, reclusion? The reclusion. I don't know what a reclusion is. <laughs> it's either a rank or a building. I have no I idea. I don't. Yeah. It's a ranker. It's like some role. It's either military or religious. I don't know. In, in the 40K universe, there is barely any difference between those two things. Yeah, religion and military might as well be the we'll same talk, thing. Yeah, I want to oh, talk about which, the intersection which of religion be, and military. When you look at it, well. when you look at it completely, so incredibly problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the whole toxic masculinity thing. But getting young men in particular mm. to read, mm -hmm. this seems like the only acceptable method of reading for Some, them. Sometimes, is, yes. This Our, in baseball books or football yeah, books. You know, you I know? have to remember the few books I did see... My contemporaries reading when I was younger, say I never read myself, but like the few times I'd see another boy with a book, it would be like a Hardy Boys book. Or yeah. a, like literally, like I, I had to explain this to Nina one time, football books. Not yeah. about football games, but literally Troy Aikman like, like Troy that. Aikman and Emmett Smith go, these were 90s football players for the Dallas Cowboys, go go search for a ghost and stuff like that. They were like yeah. football extended universe books was the only way you could get young boys to yeah. read Or baseball. Like I said, I'm sure there were baseball books the same way. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It is. <laughs> So my initial impressions of the prologue, he this Grimaldus guy. Grimaldus. Okay, Gr he has Gr Grim. I don't know. Literally in his name. Grim. So he takes up the mantle of his fallen brethren, who he's kind of obsessed with. Like, I mean, put he a, keeps put a pin in that. I mean, like, <laughs> like it carries over into chapter one. Like, holy shit, the dude! Thin line between one type of love and another type of love is very thin. I don't yeah I very very look thin. I I look I'm constantly reading into a queer theory all the time yeah. this being pride month this being pride month you know a very good book for that also I can't, I'm stumbling upon these choices without even really thinking about it and I, I know there are, are people tuning in going right now going how dare you how do you read I, that into that but I, I don't, don't care that. yeah probably not but anyway he's he takes up the mantle of his fallen brethren and uh, like part of the ritual is him getting sucked in the face <laughs> and i'm like this this is a lot that's how men show emotion for each yes, other yes they, they punch, punch each other they in punch the each face. other right in the face yeah, yeah. that's the only only acceptable way to do it it's like a hug or a kiss uh -huh. it's kind of like a kiss that's why you're doing it in it's the face, deeply you know erotic I mean? yeah it, yeah yeah you know yeah i i did like literarily i have problems with the prologue and the first chapter i mean hmm. other than them capitalizing every other <laughs> noun very teutonic of them. it's very teutonic <laughs> so oh, it goes back and forth between yeah. third and first person it um, does, yeah, it does. Now, now, sometimes that's not so much a bad thing, as long as it's a consistent switching, maybe. But I agree, maybe. Yeah, they really want yeah, you to see what yeah. Grimaldus is thinking. When they return to his character, you're seeing inside his head. I don't know if it's working. I haven't gotten it too was a far. It's a choice. It, it is a choice. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I do like is that they don't do the whole mystery thing. Like Armageddon, mm -hmm. it, like it starts off yeah. with uh, Armageddon. Yeah. They don't play around. They do reveal mm -hmm. very quickly that Armageddon is a place. Mm -hmm. And then later on in chapter one, you know it's a planet. Mm -hmm. So it's no, there's no mystery about it. They don't try to string the reader along okay. with the idea uh, of yeah. Armageddon being a planet. Yeah. 
you're not left in the dark about them. Mm-hmm. What did you call them? Black Templars? Black Templars is a particular, which are themselves a subset so of a larger group of spaces. They're like, okay, they're like inverse paladins. Not inverse paladins. No, more like just a strict paladin. Kind of like, it's funny you mentioned that a paladin, very true. They are a faith-based soldier. The fact that they have the word black in their name is just a cool color to have. I'm sure it's just cool. Color. Yeah, I mean, they are Templars. Red Menace. Te- yeah, Templars is the important thing of what they are. Yeah, which which is itself a problematic term, you know. Deeply. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. I have a lot of problems <laughs> yes. with okay. Oh, there is there is a lot to it. In fact, there basically there's types of 40k novels. There are the ones which are fun romps through like I say a, a grim dark war-torn space opera future and there are the ones that are i'd almost call them religious novels there's been a few that i've Mm -hmm. read especially you know for any uh, rapid 40k fans (laughs) out there uh that are in like the gray knights area of novels um they are just like you changed gray knights for like christian warriors the the book would still work yeah. It's just all about the literally the, the writing is just all about faith and how faith carries them through and how faith is their armor and they were able to do this because of faith and their belief and and the books are some of the some of the novels get really really close to just being a straight up like you Christian know, fiction Christian Christian military fiction which is like oh boy I want to talk about Armageddon again ah, for just a second yes the planet. Yes. Again, kind of a grim, dark place. Everything and is grim and dark in yes. the 40K. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> described as a wasteland of the what I call the Imperial Industrial Complex. That's exactly the right word for it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. They, the author goes on to describe it as it's really devoid of all life, mm-hmm. except it's just churning out Raw material. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common a thread. There's I don't know if there's a 40K novel that's not about that in some way. It's basically an entire galaxy... That is the part of the Imperium of Man, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's our galaxy, which which mankind kind of loosely controls. Every single planet is just a place for manufacturing. Yeah. Like every, or growing food, or churning out tanks, or a whole planet just that creates bullets. It's, it's very weird because the kind of world of, this no, of, of these novels is a very Soviet-style central command economy. Everything is commanded down to the nitty-gritty little level. This planet will create bullets. This planet will create tanks. This planet will grow nothing but grain for bread. You know, it's basically how the Soviet Union ran. Kind of gets into the fact that if you really know about the 40K universe, the Imperium of Man, they're not necessarily the good guys. Yeah, That's the thing about it. It's like you can definitely read the novels like that and feel like they're the good guys, but if you look even skin deep into the lore of this extended universe, the humans are not the good guys. First of all, I didn't think these guys were humans. Well, and they're two... not. They're space marines. They're not human. Oh, they're space they marines. Are, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Quick little tangent about backstory. <laughs> there are space marines and there are humans. Okay. Hum- there are humans, which is kind of the bulk of all mankind, and there are space marines. You would have read the, the backstory I gave. Genetically engineered super soldiers. I don't want are... to do homework <laughs> before I read a goddamn book. Well, there's there's the primer at the beginning of every 40k novel, which ex- explains it. Anyway, they're they're space marines. They are not humans, and that's kind of some of the interesting not challenge, but some of the interesting themes in these worlds are that you have these space marines, which are genetically advanced creatures from human stock, most of them from a human directly, but they are no longer considered humans anymore, and they themselves no longer consider themselves humans. 
And there's kind of this interesting interplay is that their job is to protect mankind, but they themselves are no longer men. And there's this very interesting reticence sometimes. You know, there, there's space marines that just dutifully do their job and protect the world of men. And there's some space marines which are like, why are we doing this? Kind of like a reluctance, kind of. So, like I said, we, we can get really into this the weeds is, This with is that. terrible. First yeah. of all, I never assumed that they were men or human. <laughs> and second of all, I never assumed they were the good guys. Oh, okay, there you go. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll cut out a lot yeah. of that. A lot Thank of, you very yeah. much. Basically, if you're hearing this part and you're wondering what the cut was a second ago, it was Michael going off on a seven-minute-long tangent about the history of Space Marines and where they came from and how they fit into this whole universe, which I would tell you, personally, is not important. No. <laughs> so go ahead and ask me your questions. Okay, well, the, the questions are, like, we're going to have these two consistent questions for our first chapter's podcast because this is not a book review. We are just reviewing the structure of the first chapter. Did it hook you? And would you want to read more? You're just picking this book off off the shelves some reason you've had to read this first chapter did it hook you which is completely a separate question from would you read more did it hook you i will be perfectly honest and say yeah it did mm, interesting that is a sh- isn't that shocking well not like, necessarily if it's well if it's well it's, written he, not, he, not really i i will say that had i not had this podcast to read it i wouldn't have picked it ever up picked this book up but because it was assigned to me mm-hmm. uh yeah it was really engaging interesting i was interested and I really thought the themes of, again, the the toxic masculinity and what that meant for its target demographic, mm-hmm. those mm. who were meant to read it. I enjoyed thinking about that. Oh, interesting. As yeah. I continued reading it. Mm-hmm. Like, that hooked me it a was lot. In, it's interesting, isn't it? That's it's interesting. Like, you're like, whoa, wow, this is... This is written for a very specific reader. That was yeah. more interesting than the subject matter. Yeah. Okay. And would you read more based on what you've read? I don't think I would read more novels. I think, oh. yeah. I, like a short story in this universe or something? I might. Yeah. Like, not now, but mm-hmm. I might pick this book back up and read a couple more chapters. Because, like I said... It's one It's one of the best ones. I, yeah. I will... Like I said, one... Again, I think the themes are interesting. And it's not poorly written no there are some 40k stories which are approaching i wouldn't call them maybe poorly written but let's say um uh creative writing level college class written yeah kind of like that you know and then there are some like this which are like actually really well written yeah Hmm. and i can see that the author aaron dembski bolden okay i can see how the author understands the source material and mm-hmm. I imagine when you get one of the contracts to write one of these books, you have to really show you know what you're, you know yeah. what you're writing about. Yeah. And I can see that he also wants to do right by fans of hmm. the game and the the mythos, the mythos yes. around it. Again, maybe in the future I will revisit this book and read a couple more chapters. It's not super long. It's not poorly written. It's relatively straightforward. I could tell where this was going. I could tell that mm-hmm. these are bad space people who are uh, trying to bad bad is there it's it's complex well it's you complex. could tell these they're not yeah. good i'm just I, and they I'm, are they are not pure i'm approaching yeah. it from a higher level yeah you could but, definitely say they are not pure yeah and they're destroying a planet for something they're doing something bad it. they're they're destroying the planet to save it is what they're they they have nefarious yeah. purposes for some reason you could follow it along mm-hmm. 
And it didn't seem like there was a lot of guessing. Okay, so I could definitely see myself out of curiosity mm. or boredom picking this oh, novel sure. back up sure. later on. I don't see myself like becoming a 40k no i'm not going reader no. no nor am i going to play the game nor am i going to yeah. any tournaments nor am i going to play any of the video games you know yeah no, there are video games there's, there's many video games yes yeah including one really really good one it's from about 10 years ago they made in my opinion oh, the yeah. perfect I literally just the, called space marine I, yes yeah. i remember that yeah. the and in my opinion it's one of my the, skin secretes it yeah something, you remember the, so the i can withstand yeah. temperatures of <laughs> yeah. like a thousand degrees or oh, higher God. I'm Space Marine. Yeah. <laughs> it was a That's silly, sad. Silly, but, but nice ad campaign. Mm. Well, interesting. There we go. So in hindsight, you felt the book was better written than you expected. Mm. And, you know, even if you were bored, would read a few more chapters. You know, that kind of says good for the reviewers on Goodreads. This was, of the books in the list that I had picked out, the highest rated book of any book. And I mean, I've got some very famous book, and this one was rated far higher. And I don't mean it was rated far higher because it had less reviews and more of them were just good. No, they had many, many, many. The number, the total number of reviews for each book were pretty even for, for all these yeah. books. So, so literally just people read this book and were like, I really like that. And, and went on and gave it five stars pretty much across the board. I can see board. why. I might go on Goodreads myself and leave it a four star review. Hey, myself. there you go. Be careful with those. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some authors don't like The those, author might but, get uh, good God. spicy. If I, if I wrote a book and I got a four star review, I'd be like, wow, cool. Great. You should go on to Goodreads and leave me a four star review. For your books? Yeah. I have. Not you. I meant oh. our readers. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you were staring at right me in the eyes when you said that. Because we're having a podcast <laughs> conversation. Oh my God. End this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to First Chapters, a podcast from Grey Cat Books. Your hosts were Nina McNamara and Engineer Mike. Our music was provided by Alex Productions and Virtua Jams. Check out our website at graycatbooks.com for links to our credits. Thanks again for listening. You're listening into... No, let me scratch that again. You're not <laughs> listening into shit. This is not radio.